Hi, my name is Faith Nori. I'm an attorney uh, practicing immigration and family law in Huntington Beach, California, in Orange County. Uh, I do mediation and collaborative as well. And today I would like to speak with you regarding how to be conscientious with your actions and thoughts during your divorce proceedings. Um, I am going to speak with you without having any kind of a format of reading. I'm trying to do this in such a way that I can relate to you by uh, going through my experience and knowledge that I have as a practicing attorney and also um, uh, an intuitive uh, individual to assist you. So being conscientious with your words and actions are two separate things that you need to consider. So what does that mean? It means that you need to be more aware how you communicate with the other party. Uh, when you decide, let's say, to advise your attorney that you do not wish to provide a specific support to the other party, or you would like to um, um, suggest or advise your attorney that you want to minimize your exposure, that is an action that you are taking on and you're advising your attorney to pursue that in order to maximize your interest. So let's say if you have a marriage and one party is receiving um, uh, $12,000, a, a month, and the other party is receiving $1,000 a month. So um, when you're advising that you would like to minimize that, then you are you are not trying to act in a way that you want, you want yourself to be treated. So by going through the process of advising, how can I minimize my exposure? Yes, that's what attorneys do. We all are bulldog. We know the law. We try to minimize your exposure. But if you, let's say you have a long-term marriage with the party and you have children, by doing that, trying to minimize, you're really trying to minimize your exposure uh, by um, minimizing as much as you can, um, providing support to the other party. So that is not acting as a person who is conscientious about their own actions because, um, um, a lot of times when we are looking about our own self-interest uh, and at point when we are going through a divorce proceedings, by uh, thinking about the self-interest and not the other party, this separation, this behavior that I see a lot from, from people and clients, it's, it's, uh, it's not um, a behavior that um, it, it's benefiting anybody really, especially the clients, because uh, yes, they may not pay as much, but there is a lot of resentments party who doesn't want to pay and a party who's receiving. And if there are children, they are going to be in this dilemma because both parents have tendency to communicate their discomfort about that. Uh, so what I also see is, for instance, when one of the parties is in a relationship, a new relationship. So I see that uh, the concept is that, well, the money I'm paying for support is not going for my children. It's probably going for the, the other partners or the way of living they're going to have. Maybe she goes or he goes to party with that money. So uh, it's just uh, the way the person would like to control the use of the funds based on their own belief system. So uh, how can we avoid that? Well, the, the way you can avoid it is that uh, change the way you think. So if you are always on a mode uh, or mode of, you know, operation or uh, way of thinking that um, 
the money that is being used, it's not going to be used correctly, change that thought. And and you married that person, you had children, good or bad, uh, you know, based on your thought process. And, you, you know, you now moving on, would you like them to be able to have a comfortable life? If not, then that's a different story. But if you, then you, you shouldn't even be listening to this, this video. But if you are a person who wants to be fair and wants to see um, that you both move uh, in, a, in the best way possible with your lives, then you want to see how you can foster that relationship in a correct way, like, you know, correct, you know, way of moving toward the goal that you have. So, um, so for instance, if you are writing a declaration, you have a request for order and asking, well, I think the other party, you know, is, is hitting the kids and it's not nice. Well, you know that, uh, during the marriage, it wasn't really, the other party wasn't hitting, or if they did say something, you know, it was in a context of, uh, losing patience and uh, being frustrated. And you may have done the same thing 10 times over. So maybe that's not a nice thing to put in there, or you can just, you know, just don't put it in there because the fair way is that you both perhaps have done that and you both may need a good parenting class or how to manage your frustrations. So, um, so we see all those, um, you know, declaration of wording that comes out. Well, what it does, it really has a ramification because when you speak in that manner, well, the other party who reads it will resent that. And then you have all these charged emotions be between you and the other party that will remain for years at times. And, um, it really doesn't serve anyone. So, uh, being conscientious means that you are really, uh, have uh, the best interests of yourself and the other party together and the children all paramount. It's not just what is good for me, it's what is good for us. And to try to reach an agreement that is fair. So uh, with your action, meaning that you instruct your attorney or person who is mediate for you to reach an amicable resolution that is fair. Fairness, um, what is in my eyes is different with your eyes or the other person. So that's why uh, we are not all created equal. We do not have the same perception as what is fair. But uh, based on your perception of what you would like to be treated, that's your fairness uh, way of for you to to measure it. So measure it in that sense. Um, so um, uh, words and action are very important. So let's say you get a text and a party writes something to you, let's say, and you read that. Well, it may come up wrong. You read it and you think you got a different impression. Well, a lot of times these emails and texts, we really don't get the true meaning of what is coming because uh, it's so, uh, there is no emotion behind it. There is no personality behind it. So you could, you know, you could write something in a way that you thought it was right. And then it completely comes the other way for the other party who's reading it. So give the benefit of the doubt that what you read, even if it doesn't come, write to you instead of just going off the handle and say, well, I'm not going to do it. Oh, this is it. I don't agree. Then try to understand that um, it could have come wrong or the other person could have had their own heated moments at the time based on what they perceive that has happened or what they believe that had took place. And they just said something. So you have two options. You can just say, well, you know, I think your perception is incorrect and try to contain the situation, understanding that because you are, you are trying to resolve the situation and because you are, you know, you are trying to have 
a better relationship with the other party, then it's, it's incumbent upon you to try to, instead of uh, taking everything that comes to you as an attack and being defensive, to try to see that may not be the best option. Maybe I need to look at it in a broader picture. So if the party says why this happened, you understand that person is upset. So, you know, instead of going back on and, and, and get offended, which is the ego, I get offended. So then just to start saying that, well, you know what, maybe it wasn't perceived correctly, or maybe it wasn't said correctly. And if you didn't say it correctly, or whatever happened wasn't didn't go right, it's not it's okay to say, I'm sorry that you know, you didn't get the correct perception, I did not mean to upset you or and perhaps uh, maybe I need to re- re- reiterate it in a different way. Um, maybe the way it was said wasn't correctly said. Of course, a lot of times we are dealing with the other party that may not have the same conscious level as you, awareness as you do, but that's okay. That's how the triangulation, your behavior teaches the other party how to behave with you and toward you. So it's all it all really has to do with the way you can set the mode and how you provide instructions to your attorney and try to make this in a conscientious format so everybody will really benefit, especially if there are any children to their relationship. Thank you. It was very nice uh, talking to you today.